Latina people with this, you know, thought and idea that if there were other people out there that were trying something new or trying something different, we could connect that way. Um, so yeah, so that's how Fresh Public started. And that's awesome. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests, guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. So if you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, the founder of First Class Business, co-founder of Able Health, CEO of Podbooker. And I'm excited to have my guest here today, Lucy Deloach. We'll bring her on stage in just a minute. We're going to be talking specifically about uh, improving women's lives, helping you get the insight that you need in order to take your vision, your life to the next level. Now, if you are not a woman and you know somebody in your life who is valuable to you, then I highly recommend sharing this episode with them so they can get this type of, of guidance that we're both going to dynamically share. Now, there's there's re things that I'll bring up related to this, especially relating to Passion Pro um, and what we do there to help women find their purpose and men, of course, find their purpose too. But what I found is uh, people who are more evolved and I'm actually going to say that women have a higher propensity to be more involved than men. Um, now, I'm, I'm a little bit biased there. I, I was raised by my mom and five older sisters. But the women that I have around me in my life, they tend to help me see life clearer, more clearly than the men in my life do. Um, and so with that said, this Passion Pros uh, project is designed to help you find your purpose and move your life forward. Now, I came across Lucy Deloach because I had a, a question for leaders out there that was, how has negativity impacted our work cultures? And so we're going to start with that concept, but she's also got a program to be able to help women move forward. Um, we're going to be talking about professional women. We're going to be talking about women who um, are stay-at-home moms and perhaps are not in the professional world. We might even talk about the transition from one to the other uh, any given way. So without further ado, let's bring Lucy out. And uh, Lucy, welcome to Vision Pros Live. We're really happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. And also, thanks for allowing me to kind of share the stage and this concept to both you and the audience. You know, I'm I'm not a woman, to be clear, um, nor do I have an ambition to be a woman or anything of the such. Um, I know my role in life. But that said, the women that have helped uh, that raised me and that taught me so much, uh, you know, they they really helped me understand the value that women provide to society combined with a political science teacher who said, Jackson, if you want to educate a nation, educate a mom. If you want to change a nation, educate a mom. And I was like that. There's just something about that that resonated tremendously with me. So when I come across people like you, I'm, I'm like, OK, I got to learn more about what you're doing, what you're up to, how you focused in on one of the same subjects. So tell us about yourself, Lucy. Um, what got you into this? Where do you want to go with this conversation from here? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'll just start by telling you a little bit about myself. I definitely am a mom. So um, that quote really resonates with me. I have, um, can't believe it, but she's going to be 14 next month. So I have a teenager Um, and I was, yeah, it's, she's awesome. Um, And so anyway, I was raised by an amazing woman um, who was raised by an amazing woman. I've been around amazing women my entire life. And, you know, when I started out in my career, I actually started at the height of the recession. I had like a psychology degree when everyone was supposed to just go back to school for psychology, right? You have a degree, you go get a PhD, you go get a master's, you become this, you know, case manager or a psychologist. You don't go straight into the workforce and you definitely don't go into corporate America. Um, And so I kind of knocked down the doors and I, you know, had to develop this elevator pitch, like quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I remember getting a call actually for an interview and they're like, we're going to do a lunch interview. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm nervous about that because I've never like eating in front of people and talking like that seems like too much to do. And so did a lunch interview and I got this job and it was an underwriting position with a psychology degree as a single mom. And it just was like, I don't know. I look back on that sometimes. I'm just like, I can't believe I made it to this point right now. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I'm glad you made started. it to this point. Congratulations <laughs> on being a mother um, as Thank well. You. That's awesome. How's, uh, what's it like to, for you, what's it like to be a mom and also be running a business? I think being a mom is probably part of the reason why I, I run a business. If I'm being honest, I think you know, I've always had these creative ideas ever since I was a child. I knew I was going to be a businesswoman. Like I knew that, like I ordered these staples and stickers and labels and I was like, mom, I'm going to have an office one day, you know? Um, But like having something to give to my daughter as a blueprint or a framework and not to show her these other, you know, amazing women that have done it, but to be one of the amazing women um, that have done it so that at least she can understand like, you know what, I might choose something completely different than my mom but at least I have something to kind of pattern myself after. And I think we become great leaders and great people because we have other great leaders and great people around us. And so um, if I think if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have like moved forward with a lot of things that I do, to be honest. Yes, Yes. absolutely. Now I want to go back to some of our original conversation. So we spoke um, almost a month ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And when we went, when we went through what we went through, um, I got, I had some great, great notes here about you being a business development executive full-time, you launched yep. your coaching part-time um, and the yep. goal is to go full-time. And I know too many people out there who are a little bit scared to talk about that transition. Um, you know, they're scared to, uh, you know, own the reality of, of that phase. And it can feel very isolating when you do that, but you've owned it really well. I, I love it. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what, what people should be doing. So they get the right type of help and support. You're helping women optimize their lives. You're resourceful and organized. And um, you knew you were always meant to do bigger because of those influences. Um, so what, um, what are some of the things that you would share with other women who are looking for at similar transitions, right? Where they're trying to maybe balance two different lifestyles, whether it's being a mom and an entrepreneur or being a mom entrepreneur and a corporate executive. Uh, what wisdom can you share with us? I think definitely number one, just having like goals, like having true, clearly defined, smart, like specific, measurable, action-based results, um, focused, time-oriented, like that's that acronym for SMART, having true SMART goals. 
Um, and I think the reason why is because, you know, there's that quote and I'm going to get it wrong, but it's about like, you know, a goal is just a dream if you, if it doesn't have a plan. Right. And so just like right. writing that down and writing down those steps. Um, and then like, secondly, definitely having someone that can hold you accountable. I think the reason why I feel so strongly about helping women and moms optimize their lives is because anytime you're doing something new or different, you start to doubt yourself. And you're just like, wait, should I be doing this? Am I even equipped to do this? Can I handle this? And then there will be other people that are like, what, you know, what makes you think you know enough to do this or step out into this? I mean, here I am, psychology degree, HR background, and I switched over into tech. I ended up being a tech operations manager. And now I'm a business development executive. And now I'm also managing all of these things on top of being a mom. So Mm -hmm. I think having like the right circle around you and then my final piece to that would be to definitely have honestly a coach. I, I really believe in coaching because I think if we're being honest, we've all had a solid coach somewhere at some point in our lives, whether it was assigned to us as a mentor, as a mother, as a father, as you know, a pastor or a preacher in our church or someone in our community. There's someone there that's like on the sidelines, like saying, hey, Jackson, keep going. Lucy, keep going. Like you've got this. And we need that sometimes yes. because that inner voice can get really tough. Like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, hold on to the corporate golden handcuffs or I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to be ready. I'm never going to be equipped. And I think, you know, that negative self-talk happens. So right. definitely, yeah, goals, like writing down your goals, you know, getting someone that can be accountable with you and definitely getting a coach, I think would be the top, top advice I would advise for sure. I love that. And I would add to the coach, the community, um, you know, like a, a supportive community. Moms are often told uh, or speculated that, like, can you really handle more? Right. Can can you really do that, too? And here's my mom, single mom of six, um, running a business uh, that she had to run in order to help provide in order to provide for us while until she was able to sell it. Um, but also she was at my soccer game. She's at my baseball games. Uh, she's participating in church. She's doing, she has callings in the church responsibilities to there too, that she wanted to be involved in um, or felt spiritually obligated to. I'm, I'm not sure which on in each occasion, but <laughs> she's such an angel to like accomplish all of that. Um, you know, and she's, she, she was never limited um, as much as people, not in my eyes, right? She probably felt that way. And I'm certain society constantly challenged her ability and whether she should or should not. But that's why it's so helpful, too, to make sure that you have a community that is willing to support you on what you're doing. And uh, that, that community is huge because also when you get to the level where you go beyond your own walls, right? And people, the world starts to recognize you. Guess what? The world's not going to appreciate you. Some of them will, but a lot of them won't. A lot of them will say, well, you're not good at this or that. Look at sports wise. Look at Russell Westbrook on the Lakers while he was there. You know, he was this last year, everybody's like, man, he's awful. He's terrible. He's hurting our sport and his team's trying to build him up. But when you said I have a coach, uh, I'm thinking, no, I have like a stadium of people. I need a stadium of people um, (laughs) to be supporting me because of my ambitions. um, Right. I need people who are able to help me feel validated in what I'm doing. Um, I, I shouldn't say I need it, but it is one of the greatest blessings when you do have that audience of support especially when it comes to people who are also capable of coaching you. Um, so yes. well said on that. In fact, uh, to, sh- to pivot a little bit, the question that we both met on. Um, so 
I have, I know I have these LinkedIn messages that I have programmed going out. One of the LinkedIn messages, it's one of my favorites, um, is asking leaders for their opinion. And the opinion that I've wanted to ask people about lately that is just continuing to bring uh, insight to me is how has negativity, negativity impacted and shifted our work, our work cultures? And I love the response that Lucy gave. It's actually the reason why I invited her to come on the show. One of the reasons I loved it is because it was succinct. It was clear, it was brief, but it was so on point. Lucy's response was decreased motivation. So how has negativity impacted and shifted our work cultures? It has led to decreased motivation. Talk to me about what you've seen here, Lucy. Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many different things um, that happen in the workplace, like in the work culture. And I think, you know, one of the things I can, think back to is actually so going back to that when I graduated with this psychology degree and I get this underwriting internship in an insurance company, like how that doesn't match right at all. And so mm -hmm. um, I'm like creating calculators True. in Excel and helping people um, figure out like what we should actually insure this construction project for completely outside of my realm of understanding, but you know, I can get it right. And so I anyway tell my manager, who was an awesome manager, Kirk Garrett was my most favorite manager of all time. And I told him, I said, listen, I, I think I want to do something in HR. Like I want to do HR consulting. I want to just get into like the nuts and bolts of an organization and understand like what motivates the people. You know, I do have a psychology degree. I want to talk about that. And he's like, okay, well, as long as you're done with your work, I'll connect you with Beth and you guys can work on these projects. And I did this project years ago. Like it was honestly 13 years ago. But it was right at the time when millennials were starting to get into the workplace. And it was around how do we actually market to millennials? How do we retain millennials? And then how do we actually work with all of these different generations in the workplace? And we had an honest, open, candid discussion. We decided to do a panel discussion. I got one male, one female rep from each generation. And it was awesome. It was mm -hmm. I, it's so funny because I can remember one of the comments, one of the guys was like, you guys have your blueberries and your pink berries. You know, he was making a joke about blackberry phones and it, I thought it was cute, but you know, it was a time where we really got to understand one another and motivation mm -hmm. is what came up. Actually, they thought younger generations were not motivated enough, but it really wasn't that they weren't motivated to do the work. They had a different layer and level of motivation, right? So they worked to take care of themselves. They didn't live to work. And so that generational like change was different. And so when you have a person that, you know, works to live and doesn't live to work, their thought process is different. So the moment that they feel like they're treated unfairly or they're discriminated against in the workplace, or if they're not adequately supported as even a woman in the workplace of, you know, how do I properly navigate this, um, my career space, my career path. Like if they don't feel like they have that, uh, people will be less motivated. And then from there, they drop down and they start looking for other opportunities. I mean, there's so many Gallup reports and polls on that, that it's just so glaringly clear, you know, like it's, yep. it's just there. People just decrease motivation, which we know what that leads to decreased output. So now you're not getting your money's worth on that employee and you're not getting your money's worth on that person. Right. And I'd like to take it a step further. I mean, you're mm -hmm. now hurting a person, you know, you're, you're what? giving and you're hurting a person like you're giving All that right. negative experience to that person that they have to kind of recover from, which is tough. 
Well said. It's a it's a lot to shift. It's a lot to learn. Um, you know, as yeah. an entrepreneur, I I've gone through this many times, and I've I've been in both scenarios. That well, really, all scenarios: the good, the bad, and the ugly that can exist with that. I've been at fault um, for the good, the bad, and the ugly too. We've we've all got so much to learn. One of the books I'm studying right now, in fact, the book I'm studying right now is Tribal Leadership, and Tribal Leadership acknowledges a lot of what it is that you're talking about. You're talking about solutions that exist within that book. Um, and uh, not sure if you've read that before or if it's on your list. Not many people have. It's not, not a very well-known book, but it builds on the principles that the five dysfunctions of a team build on it. It calls out books like uh, Who Moved My Cheese as, <laughs> as not answers or solutions to the problem. I thought that was really interesting. Um, they, they came kind of polar. And it calls out the, uh, the thing I just read recently, the comic writer for the for the comic Dilbert that by I've never gravitated towards I never thought was that funny um I've always felt it was a little bit harmful um but I didn't know that until I heard them break it down and I was like wow like they really they really wanted to include that guy and see if they get in the shift but there's these stages of cultures that you can get sucked into um and and ultimately not uh be able to move past so um Lucy are we still there did we lose you for a second no, I'm here. I can oh, hear you. Oh, you're there. Okay. You froze a little bit, so I was going to fill some time. And I was like, well, maybe your audio is still there. So, <laughs> no, nope, I'm here. All right. No worries. Well, with that said, um, so let's talk about your vision. Let's talk about your vision, though, from the state yeah. of what's your vision for your clients? What's your vision for the women who are going to be working with you? And I'll pull up your website in the meantime. Jaime, do me a favor. Pull up the website while she goes through this. We can pull up both the Elevate version as well as her website, Fresh. Um, that way people can also see how it's spelled as well, since I struggled with that yeah, so much. That'd be awesome. So right. my vision for my clients really is for them to ultimately just actualize and realize their fullest potential. Um, I think there's so many times that we as women, like we kind of touched on earlier, we don't feel empowered enough. We don't feel supported enough. And I think that is what is happening in the workplace. And it's like, how do we pull all of these things together? Specifically, as a single mom, I'll never forget, I had a really awesome manager. But I told her, I was like, I am exhausted. Like, I'm tired. I have a baby. And I feel like I'm losing myself. And furthermore, I feel like I'm doing a job that's really beneath my ability. Like, I know I'm capable of doing more. How do I get there? And I mean, thankfully, right? That I was blessed to have a manager who got it, who could support me enough to say, Lucy, here's what you need to do. First of all, just take a second, take five minutes out of your day and get yourself organized, figure out what's the most important. Like we kind of walked through all of these different productivity tips and I'm like, right, you're right. You're right. Okay, great. And she's like, and then let's talk about your career development. Let's actually make that a thing in our one-on-ones. And so for me, I was blessed and fortunate enough to have someone who believed in my ability and then started advocating for me to have, you know, projects and doing all of these things. But would I have gotten there without that person's support? Maybe, right? Maybe on my own, maybe it would have taken a longer time, but would I have really gotten there without having someone like, you know, like I, we talked about a mentor, a colleague, yeah. you mentioned a community, someone pushing me there. And so it's like, so often we're here in our heads and we need someone to help us get to that next level. And so that's um, that's where Elevate was born from. I was like, I think, you know, we can take Fresh Public to a different level. Fresh Public is more so around just developing yourself holistically, understanding those productivity tips, 
you know, those questions that we ask ourselves, is it time to leave corporate? You know, is it time for me to, you know, evaluate a different path? But, um, but also Elevate is really just about, you know, realizing who you are and you're capable of doing more and you're capable of getting to the next level. But, you know, we do have to get help. You have to get a hand up sometimes. So. Yeah, you do. I like that. The hand yeah. up, not the handout. Um, right. It's yeah. super important. And uh, many hands up for certain types of visions and missions. Um, so <laughs> I, I like that. So let's see here. So um, what I what I envision on my end um, as if we were to just kind of look at the next five to 10 years, Lucy, my, my hope is that so Passion Pro, what we do, the that's a free program, passionpro.org. I don't ever plan on charging for it, but it's not designed to move people to that next elevation, it's more designed to open their eyes as to what elevations exist, right? So I, I like see that. a lot of people coming through Passion Pro, finding their purpose. I have clients right now um, who they know what they're designed to do, they know who they wanna help. They then take my Passion Pro assessment, they come back and they go, Jackson, I, I knew my audience, but now I know my <laughs> audience and I have to go back and redo the work I did. And I'm like, I know. And that's why I put it in place as soon as I can. But anyway, people first have to have to move forward with their current desire. So anyway, I got a client going through that right now. And it's beautiful because he's now aiming towards people that he aligns with uh, to a greater degree. So digressing back to Passion Pro, people get through with Passion Pro and they're like, OK, now what do I do with this? You know, like now now that I know my purpose, I know where I want to go. Who do I turn to for help? And that's where I also hope that people who go through that will realize it's not just one coach. Uh-uh, it's not that easy. You know, it, it might be, you might think it's that simple, but it's, again, it's about that tribe. And sometimes it's about the tribe of coaches, right? That you need in your life. And so I see us molding to where we got people, a lot of people coming out of Passion Pro funneling straight into Elevate, funneling straight into Fresh, depending on where they're at in, the, in their, their life and realizing that, you know what, Jackson's program for Passion Pro and whoever else has helped me build that along the way, um, you know, Jaime's program for Passion Pro, since he was also involved in that. They might meet Jaime, go into it, explore. Maybe Jaime redoes all my videos. We'll see. Um, right. And then that's now more like his program than mine. That'd be cool. Um, then they see Lucy and they're like, oh, this is exactly who I need next. Um, you know, that's really what it's all about is facilitating a series of paths, kind of like a city. And it's like, maybe Starbucks is on the other side somewhere, but you can go left or you can go right or you can yeah. go straight. You can do whichever path makes the most sense for the type of journey that you want to have. Um, and so with uh, just going a little bit further, it looks like, and maybe we talked about this, maybe we didn't 10 years now in, in years. Fresh Public since you launched that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And uh, what did it start as and how did it evolve? Yeah. I'm curious. And I think actually it's so funny. I just wrote a, a blog post on this on freshpublic.com, um, the little lifestyle engine that could. And it oh. started literally in April of, of 20, whatever 10 years ago is 2013. So 10 yeah. years ago. I'm not good, good with You're that. Good. Yep. <laughs> but um, it was really about just like, okay, here's an idea I have. I just want to share some thoughts on some things. Like if there's anyone trying something new. If there's another mom out there or someone who's just like creating a playlist, like, can we share that with each other? Did you go for a walk today? You know, my kind of inner circle, they always hear me talk like at least get a five or 10 or 15 minute walk in. Like, what can you do new and different that 
kind of reinvigorates yourself. Um, and so I started it at that time for that, just like as a personal project, just to connect. And I kind of started off with the WordPress blog and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just figuring it out. And um, actually a few months after that, uh, my mom was actually diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And so my focus kind of shifted to, you know, from like, okay, walking and exercising, which is great for your health, right? And, you know, productivity tips to, okay, how can we get healthier? Like, how do we get healthier? How do we feel free? How do we feel happy? And when my mom got the diagnosis, of course, the doctor came with a myriad of options and choices and things to do. And I remember one of the main things she said was two main things. Number one, she's going to trust God. And number two, she wants to maintain the quality of her life. And so the three of us, I have two sisters, an older sister and a younger sister. We just like, we like went to work, like figuring out how do we make mom happy? How do we make sure she's healthy? How do we make sure she feels free? And so I just started blogging about that experience and then also just sharing different things. I got involved in like wanting to study different cultures. Again, going back to that behavior, like how are people other in other places doing this, you know? And I, I tried my hardest. My mom couldn't do it. But um, anyway, she, I was like, you should take off more. You should enjoy your weekends. Like, so it just became about blogging about that process. And it just really, um, honestly, truthfully became a really good outlet for me, just journaling and getting your thoughts out, but holding yourself accountable to a larger, like you said, community and audience. Um, and so it's just the little lifestyle engine that could, and I couldn't be more grateful for it. So I love that. These are yeah. half of my current journals, my active journals. <laughs> I have six um, subjects. And so I, I do believe in the gift and the yes. Whew, the balance that comes from journaling, both publicly sometimes in order to kind of press yourself forward as well and attract clients like Judith is asking about, right? When we get our names out there, when we become producers versus consumers, right? So Judith, uh, if you're still there, Jaime is going to invite you to join the show if you want to. Um, and we'll actually pull you in to this environment because, again, it is about the one person um, you know who could be listening and we can help you. Awesome. So let's, before we go into that too far though, um, Lucy, one of the questions we have on here is how do you empower women? How do you specifically empower women to have a healthier, freer and happier life? But I want to shift this question first to what tips do you have for women to empower themselves beyond you? You've shared some coaching, um, is one, right. And setting their yeah. smart goals. Um, and in fact, no, you answered that just fine. I'm going to say the best thing you can do out there is write those down and put those into action. Meanwhile, let's shift gears to this. How do you yeah. specifically help women have that healthier, freer and happier life beyond the goal and beyond what some people might think coaching is? Yeah, I think it's really it's not necessarily beyond the goal, but it's like, what what do you envision for yourself? Um, you know, I can remember a few years ago, I just sat down. I'm like, all right, I want to get really serious about what I'd like to do next. And I like to think that I've had multiple careers with a psychology degree and then going from HR to IT to sales. And it's just like, what kind of life do I want to live? And I think it really comes down to that question, right? Like, how do you answer that for yourself? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I want to be known 
for? Do I want to be known for being a kind person that's helping people and providing value? Do I want to be known for the community service that I give? Or like you said, your mom doing all the things in church. I was right there too. I did so many things in church. It was I can't believe how many days I spent at church, right? It's like right. Might as well have wandering the hallways. Might as well like, so it's it's just about like what is it that you want to do? And so how do I empower women to to have that happier and healthier and freer life? It's what do you envision for yourself? And that looks different year over year. I mean, for my mom, it was very much now I just mm-hmm. want quality of life. Ten ten years prior, it was probably something completely different, like the next promotion and let's buy my next house and let's get this car. But like, what is it that I truly want to do? And for me, even recently, I just put myself on like a three month challenge of just like, let me get super clear on my goals because I noticed that I mindlessly scroll through Facebook and I'm seeing absolutely nothing that I need to see, but it's just a mindless scroll to honestly procrastinate from going to the next step of like, okay, I know I need to get this done. Let me just get this done, right? And so it's like, I was lying to myself and telling myself, I deserve this scroll. Like, it's nothing, it's pictures, it's friends, it's family, but I need to remove it. It's an escape. It's an escape. It's an escape. And it's like, how do I empower women to do that? You, let's remove those escapes. Let's remove Right, TikTok's become the modern escape. You know, it's the TikToks. and And I, I'm going to an extreme here. It's not always the case, but- the extreme of it, it's a modern cocaine. Um, and they, they, and it doesn't have to be that it's not, it's sugar too, right? Sugar becomes that as well. Uh, Netflix becomes that, uh, pornography. There's all sorts of aspects that can become both a vice and an escape or one or the other. Um, we call it a pastime sometimes, and that, that can be right. It can, you can have a healthy dose of sugar in my opinion. There's other doctors who say no, but like, I think sugar is tied to my happiness a little bit. There should be a nutritional fact on there. This is happiness 100% with that cheesecake, please. Um, you know, if you will, uh, I'm, I'm pushing for it. Um, and so those, those, uh, those realities, they, they happen to all of us. Um, you know, and I remember LeBron James too, you know, he, he was on his feeds years ago when he was, I think it was when he made the transition to Miami and the whole world's like mad at him for leaving Cleveland and wanting to live on the beach with his best friend, like whatever. Um, but <laughs> they were all upset at him about it. They're pressuring him until he broke. Um, and before he got to that breaking point, you know, he was reaching it too, because during, and during the playoffs, he's listening to all the nasty things people are saying about him. Um, he had to learn to, to stop listening to that. He had to learn to turn certain channels off. He got the opportunity to learn to shut certain channels down. We sometimes need that guidance, even though we're not children, it's helpful to have. So I do want to switch gears a little bit to Judith here. And so we'll tag her on this and let her know the the timestamp mark, Jaime, where we went into this in case she's not still around. Um, But she's got a question for us. She's got a company called Innovation Consulting, as we see, she's the founder. Mm -hmm. And she's having a hard time finding clients and any tips, um, you know, how do we attract clients, right? Any, any suggestion? I like that. She's gone into two different dynamics there. One is find, one is attract. Mm-hmm. They're two yeah. separate stages that most people don't realize. Um, do you get into marketing with people um, as well when you're coaching or do you outsource that, Lucy? Or do you kind of refer them to books and subject experts? Just curious. Do you do marketing? There we go. Sorry, you were frozen for a bit. Oh, no worries. So do you also uh, do marketing with people or do you help them find who to delegate that to? 
Um, how do you go about guiding somebody when it comes to attracting clients? I'm sure that especially as you work with entrepreneurs or CEOs, that's one of their top oxygen needs. In my opinion, it's like oxygen. Like if you don't have that, you, you don't know what else you really want in life. Um, so what do you do in those cases? I think you take a step back here and really just identify like who your ideal client is. Um, what is it that you like, who would you really be excited to work with? Um, for me, I know it's moms that are working moms that are, you know, go-getters, self-starters, um, innovative, ready for change, ready for something more that are kind of frustrated with things, right? Like I know the ins and outs about their personality, right? I know their behaviors. I know their pain points. I know what they're frustrated about. I know what makes them happy. I know that, you know, if it's Jackson and he's my potential client, like that 100% happy for them, that sugar, right? Like knowing them well enough to know where they hang out, I think mm -hmm. is um, kind of where you, you know, want to aspire to be. But if you're looking just to find clients quickly, um, just on the flip side of that, I think number one, just networking, just reaching out to people and saying, this is what I do. This is the service that I offer. Um, this is what I'd like to start doing and helping other people and then identifying what your value proposition is. What is it that you offer that's, you know, different than someone else? And then being able to communicate that and find those clients. I think also there's like this untapped area of like LinkedIn and Facebook that people potentially miss if you haven't heard about it already. But like there's different groups and settings where people hang out. Um, there's different hashtags that you can you know, follow. So if you're looking for um, a company who's ready to like their website looks stale or you're ready to just help them like invigorate and be innovative and try a new solution, like reach out to them with the pitch and just say, hey, have you thought about this? Here's three ways to, you know, be innovative in 2023. Here's what companies like yours are doing to be innovative. I think um, there's so many different ways and I want to caution with this, there is no silver bullet. I think so many times we think there's just one way to get something done. And developing a marketing plan is truly a multi-pronged process. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, so I think there's a way to go out and be the hunter and find clients. And then there's a way to also attract them by providing value and being able to have that value delivered in a space where your clients or your ideal client would see it. That's fun. That's well said. And it's funny that you said that. Um, <clears throat> Rick Meekins, uh, my friend, also fellow podcast host at Off the Cuff, uh, founder of Epiphany, which is mentioned here um, as one of our sponsors. He actually calls me his silver bullet, um, which is nice. kind of funny. I would say that I'm more like a samurai sword, though, because you can use me for more than one thing, um, you know, and you can use my solutions. For more than one thing. So I'm going to take a step back from the question a little bit and uh, say, okay, so if somebody came to me and they were like, hey, Jackson, um, if, if a woman came to me, how do I upgrade my life as a woman? Right. I would, I would open my little black book and say, okay, first off, um, passion pros free. You're always welcome to use that, um, you know, and, and see where that takes you. Right. I, I believe in, in invitations. Um, and so I give an invitation to people just like you did. Right. Rather than telling people what to do, there's that. And it's like I work with one of my clients is Alyssa Joshua, and she's a fantastic executive coach. So if you're a woman in the workspace, you're looking for a corporate, uh, uh, you know, corporate coach, somebody to help you to go to the next level, then I highly recommend talking to Alyssa. And 
I also got to meet Lucy Deloach, and she's phenomenal at helping women take their lives to the next level as well. So what your opportunity is to go go see each of the programs and also go talk to each of those people and ultimately interview them. Treat yourself yeah. as though you are the, a company like Disney or a company like Home Depot, where you actually have a process where you evaluate who it is you want to work with. Um, and while that may sound exhausting, taking the time to slow down and look at that, taking the time to assess what it is that is best for you, um, it's akin to sharpening the blade of an axe, right? If you take an axe to a tree that is dull, and it doesn't matter how many times you hit that tree, especially if it's super dull, you're not going to make any impact on that tree. So you slow down, you sharpen the blade itself, then you go back to swinging the axe again. And you stop after 30 minutes to an hour, and you go back to sharpening again. It's one of my favorite analogies. It's one of the things that um, I, I know that, uh, and when it when it comes to mindset versus tool set, you have two different things you have to do, right? Your tool has to be sharpened, but so does your mind, right? So your tools in life, in business, your CRM, what's that look like right now? Do you have one? Uh, you're, are you using LinkedIn? Are you using LinkedIn automation, right? Are you using events on LinkedIn? Are you using Facebook? Why are you using those things? What type of messaging are you using? Does it attract people, enough people, or does it repel people? Does it tell people that you're a human being or does it sound like you're trying to force things down people's throats, right? There's a lot of realities there. And so when you're looking at the tools, I look at that like the ax, I've got to make sure that I sharpen my ax. I got to make sure that I make those systems optimally, uh, optimize them to where they're performing and delivering results. On the flip side, I also have to know how to swing that ax, right? I've got to work on my mind. I got to work on me and make sure that I'm in the best shape possible for utilizing that. And so if I if I don't take the step back and look at, okay, I've got systems and I have myself and I got to get both to work. I got to get the mechanic and the mechanics tools working super well and going hand in hand in order to win. I know that's not the easiest route to go, but I've never seen very many good things in life come out of going the easy route. So innovation consulting, um, you know, and, and Judith, uh, you're always welcome to reach out with us uh, and talk to us. We will reach out to you, by the way, um, and invite you to have a longer conversation with us about what it means to attract clients, how you're going about it. Every single provider in the market should be treating their clients more like doctors where we're actually assessing where you're at, describing what you've, doing, and, yeah. what you've done. If you don't know any of that about somebody, then we have really no business telling you what to do. Um, we've got to know where you're at, what you understand, what your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are. Once we understand those things, that puts us in a fantastic opportunity. Holy crap, you're a networking queen. You know, let's get you in front of people fast. Or, wow, you don't even want to say hi to people. Uh, we got to work on your people skills first. Maybe get some automation going in the mix while you learn how to network and how to talk to people. There's, there's too many variables about one person. To be able to to be able to responsibly jump in and answer that question, so I'm grateful for the array of answers Lucy gave. Um, also, hope that you will take all this feedback and let it lead you now to the new questions that you hopefully have, right? And your new questions should be based on where you're at, you know, and, and what what you've learned so far. Uh, and maybe the question needs to become, you know, what I've been told to do all these other things. Where would you guys have me start? 
right? And and then validating that against other other people's opinions. That's that's what I like to do. Get my information and then go talk to three or four other people, see what they say about it. Takes a little bit longer, um, but I usually end up with a much stronger plan. So uh, moving back in to, and if you got a follow-up question, Judas, don't, don't hesitate to uh, hit us up with the question. Um, I do want to move back into, again, helping women power up. We got a few minutes to talk a little bit more about it and what other additional things that women can do. Um, let's talk about in the workforce, right? We're facing demotivation um, in the workforce. Do you want to talk about, we've got time for one of two routes, women who are trying to get back into the workforce or women who are in the workforce trying to get to the next level of what it is they're doing? Your call, Lucy. Yeah, I'd say women currently in the workforce trying to get to the next sure. level. Um, just because I don't do have that. a whole lot of experience with. I will, yeah, I will only do one thing before that. And that is if you are trying to get into the workforce, my biggest gift to you, and I hope you take this to heart, is just do it if you want to. Right. Trust yeah. yourself. You have management skills, especially as a mom. You have those. Don't <laughs> let anybody tell you you don't. You got the best management school, uh, uh, system in the world or talent in the world if you've been a mom before. Um, so just trust yourself and get out there and and don't be upset when people say no. Um, you know, just just try for the next one. Next one, you'll get your opportunity. There's too many jobs out there not to land one and and don't be desperate about it. So now transitioning straight to what you're talking about. Women who are in the workforce looking for that next opportunity, whether it's in the company or out of the company, what advice do you have for them, Lucy? What should they be doing? What can they do? Yeah. Advice, you know, based on, you know, on a, a typical situation where you have a woman who has a solid relationship with her manager and can start having that conversation of career development, I think is always the best route. If again, you have that conversation or that relationship rather um, to start saying, Hey, sir, manager, ma'am, manager, I'm looking to do this, or I'd like to explore. I'm in an exploratory phase right now, and I'd like to see what else is out there. Um, a great manager acts as a coach, honestly, in that way. And they say, okay, great, go take a look at these things. Um, come back to me next week. Let me know what you have found. Let me know who you would like to connect with. Um, and I can see if I can make an introduction for you, right? Like that's that's mm -hmm. ideally the kind of manager you want to have because companies right. invest so much money into their employees that you want to get them to stay even if they're not in the same position. So I think first stop is a manager. I think also just having a solid conversation with yourself of like, what is it that I want to explore? What's motivating me for that? I think different women are motivated by different things. Um, to be candid, I wanted to earn more money. I knew if I wanted to earn more, I'd have to do something different. So I knew I switched from HR to IT so that I could earn more and have a greater earning potential, but I could also capitalize and maximize the skills I already had, which was client management, client relationship management, and actually getting things done. So um, yeah. I switched from recruiting to operations management because it was a natural fit for me, right? Um, yeah. So just knowing who you are, I think, I think those are the top two. And I, I would always cool. recommend like, reaching out to a career coach or any kind of a coach to just help you get there because they're just going to help you navigate those next steps. Yeah. Really. If you're in an environment that is uh, discouraging you from doing such things, right. That's blocking you from your personal growth. You might want to consider the red flags, right? Do you really want to be in a relationship that's holding you back? Um, there's so many great opportunities out there uh, that you, that you could latch onto or that you could transition to where 
you would get the support that you need. They're not easy to find. It's not an easy path. It is a leap of faith. You have to do it with some degree of prudence. Um, but at the same time, the opportunities do exist to be able to find exactly what Lucy's talking about. If you have the opposite of that, though, I think it's very important to recognize, you know what, I might have to go outside of the box here in order to find my solution. Um, you know, to, to double down what you said and to give a shout out to our, our um, former senior designer. Um, she was the department head for our design team. And she would spend after hours times with me planning out the business for two reasons. One, she only speaks Spanish. And so she's trying to learn all the things that happened in the day during, during English. And she made this choice to sacrifice some time and, and speak with me about the business. And I'm, I'll give her 10 minutes and find out, like, hey, are we good? Like, do you want to go? Like, it's, I'm after hours with you. Um, and she's kept going. And so she showed this continued dedication. We got to the point where she says, you know, Jackson, what if the team was doing this? What if the team was doing this? What if operations are doing this? What are we doing this in operations? And I was wearing the COO hat at the time. And so we had, we got through a series, I'm going to end on this, but we got through a series of, of uh, different topics. And I, I said, when are you going to do something about it? Ultimately, <laughs> right? And, and she's like, what do you mean? Well, I can tell you this. And I, what I told her, I said, listen, Mark Zuckerberg is not waiting to find you as the next COO of the company, right? That's not how that works. He wants somebody who's ambitious, who will go after it, who will seek it, who will say, I'm ready to do this. And guess what? Our senior designer is now our chief operating officer, even though she has a limitation of English and she does not speak the core language for our company, like uh, subject, our clients at the time. Uh, she does, most of our people do speak Spanish, but she's got such a dedication to what she wants to provide and how much value she wants to provide that I realized like, whoa, like we would be stupid not to implement her as chief operating officer. And she's done phenomenal, right? So if a language isn't a barrier, right? And your distance and you're from a third world country, if those aspects are not a barrier to a woman's dreams of, of moving up the, the corporate ladder, so to speak, and providing more value, then, you know, what more excuses do you have? But you have to seek it. And I had to also kind of prod her along. She had somebody who could. But if you don't have somebody who could prod you along, know that it's still your opportunity to seize. And the worst thing that can happen is somebody says no or says move on. And there's plenty of other jobs out there on the market. So I would say be be bold, be brave, go after what it is that you want. Lucy, anything else to add before we wrap up today? Yeah, I'd say it, passion. I mean, she sounded yeah. clearly passionate about Super. things and it's like those things that you're passionate about that also equally aggravate you. And you're like, okay, I got to get out here and fix it. And uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome yes. that she's yes. able to do that. And it's awesome to have someone to just push her to say, Hey, when are you going to do something about it? Because sometimes that's all it takes is like a, Oh, I can, I can do something about it. Yes. I will. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and so seek, seek your opportunities out there. Go from boldly. Lucy, yes. thank you so much for being here today. This is an absolute yeah, joy. I look you. forward to our, our next conversation. If you want to have a conversation with Lucy, I'm sure you can reach her on LinkedIn. You can also reach out to her through the websites. We'll have the links in the comments as uh, as well um, and in the show notes. So Vision Pros, have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, go out there and bless people's lives. If you are not a female, share this with a female friend, somebody that you know that could benefit from Lucy's coaching or at least knowing that Lucy exists and allow them to make their decision you know, themselves about the value that she could provide in their lives. And everybody have a fantastic week. Thanks for being here, Lucy. Hi, thank you for thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes 
continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll 